0: it's lion they'll see they'll see and they'll know and they'll say why she wouldn't even harm a fly killed it hey, okay, i can't kill the boogeyman Do you believe in UFOs, astral projections, mental telepathy, ESP, clairvoyance, spirit photography, telekinetic movement, full trance mediums, the Loch Ness monster, and the theory of Atlantis?
1: Uh, If there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll believe anything you say.
0: Not in my movie. brown sugar oat milkshake and espressos welcome back to reflections of fear podcast
1: my name is david
2: i'm still allison
1: i'm unfortunately
3: bryce and i guess i'm always gonna be chris don't add like you guys aren't happy to
0: be here for a very <laughs> fun episode that we have planned for this week so this week we're we're sticking to our horror movie trend that we started last week with ghostbusters and this week we decided to take some inspiration from dead me over on youtube and the dead meat podcast and we're doing a slasher slash horror movie antagonist tournament bracket and just to lay some rule rules for this tournament we have 16 different horror antagonists and slashers in a tournament with another and we're Allison and Bryce and Chris are going to have 5 minutes to convince me of which slasher wins in a specific tournament and we're going to keep going down the list until we end up with one winner does anybody have any thoughts questions ideas
2: I just love that your intro sounded like you were holding us hostage. Like you're happy to be here holding a gun.
1: <laughs> My mom said that I could come over, but only if your mom comes and picks us up. You guys are acting like that's not
0: how every podcast goes where I just hold you guys hostage and make you talk about what I want you to talk about. Anyways. So, I so Bryson five slashers. Allison sent five slashers. Chris sent five slashers. And I added one. (laughs) (laughs) I added one slasher. So we have 16 total. I saw that, Allison. For those who can't see what we're doing, Allison opened up her cup and like water just like sprayed all over her face. <laughs> For, those <who> see, <laughs> For those who can't see, as if you're not listening on any of our platforms that we have listed on our Twitter. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a couple hard ciders in me at this point. We we just recorded an episode where I was drinking. Anyways, um, so they have no idea. Which slashers are against who? Because I I took all of them, put them in a random spinning wheel thing that I found online, and um, randomly chose who was going to fight against who. So let me get my clock ready, set it for five minutes. Do
1: you want to announce all of
0: them? No. I think it should be a surprise.
2: I think the end of this episode should be uh, David turning into the next horror antagonist and fighting whoever wins the bracket thing. (laughs) Your Jigsaw.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Like Jigsaw? Is that what you said? He is not a Jigsaw.
2: He's just being very cryptic and threatening today. And I feel like he's going to invent a new era of slasher. So he's making us do this to pick who he's going to fight so he can win.
0: T, if that's all the cookie scramble, I'll fight whoever. Just give me a couple shots first. Let me visit Jan at Finnegan's and I'll be ready to fight. <laughs> okay. So I've got five minutes on the clock. So before I release Allison Bryce and Chris to fight it out for our first tournament, let me tell you who it is. So, first off, we have the minor man from my bloody valentine versus
1: <laughs> the trilogy of terror doll <laughs> um so let's start okay so the minor man was my pick and i think the trilogy of terror doll was chris's pick and i'm actually gonna go against my pick this time i think the trilogy of terror doll would absolutely fuck up the minor man that thing cannot die basically it possesses whoever it gets so all it have to do is basically possess the minor man and it's fucking over and also the minor man is already spoiled like kind of a crazy person to begin with so it wouldn't be that hard
2: well i haven't seen either of these movies but if he's a minor man he can deal with small children and the trilogy of terror dolls basically like a little kid that bites ankles so it's really 50 50 here i mean the minor man could get it
1: I need an expl- explanation as to what a minor man has to do with children at all.
3: Now, the minor man is technically, he's a human, whereas is the doll, is it, you know, an actual doll or is it just, you know, an entity that possesses the doll?
1: I'm sorry, Chris. I just can get over. So Allison thought the minor man was the minor man. As in like a young child, not like a person who works in the mine.
2: (laughs) You guys never understanding that I'm joking 98% of the time is my supervillain origin story. Obviously, I know who the My Bloody Valentine guy is. I just haven't seen the movie. I just know he has a pickaxe and he does nothing. It's like the guy in Sabrina, the, the Harvey or whoever. He's a minor man. He's just not a serial killer.
1: This is off track already. Uh, yeah, I think the trilogy of Terra doll would obviously win. Um, it's small enough. It, uh, is brown. So it would like be able to hide in the mine and everything. Um, and it goes for your ankles. And once it gets to your ankles, you're basically done.
0: So you guys are making this very hard for me because my bloody Valentine is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, and I've never seen Trilogy of Terror, so I don't have any frame of reference for this doll. So I'm. we still have two and a half minutes left. So I need you guys to convince me further of this l- little Trilogy of Terror doll.
2: Okay, so the tiny doll does have an advantage because the minor man, I think, wears a mask. So he can't see very well and it's dark. So it could bite his ankles unless he is wearing his OSHA approved like hardcover boots or hard-toed boots so if he's wearing safety gear he's fine but if he's not then he can't see it's not very safe and this doll would just bite his ankle and possess him and he'd just be dead
1: well even outside the boots if it did have the stiltoe boots all the doll has to do is climb up a little bit further and then rip open it his uh kind of overalls because it can't be that thin it has a very sharp spears so it'd be able to easily go in and like rip its Achilles tendon be done with it then possess it I guess if it wants to at that point but because I would think the doll would end up possessing the minor man and using the minor man to basically kill the city or everything like that
2: so the real winner is the friends we made along the way
1: <laughs> Chris do you have anything to add no okay so I I'm mean, being that's our argument I think we're all in agreement that it's the trilogy of terror doll.
0: Well, I mean, seeing as there was no real (laughs) argument for the Minor Man, we were just trying to find ways that the Trilogy of Terror doll could um, one-up the Minor Man. I guess I have to give it to the Trilogy of Terror doll, um, even though I've never seen that movie, and I have no frame of reference for this um, doll. So I'm going to go ahead and stop the clock. So the Renner of Wound... Oh Jesus. Round 1 is um the trilogy of Terror doll. So we'll go ahead and move on to round 2. Which is an interesting one. I feel like both of these people um live by strict moral code. Um and like honestly all of these fights are all kind of wild and very fitting in a way. Um but this one is very funny cuz it's Norman Bates from Psycho versus Jigsaw from the Saw franchise. So who wants to speak
1: on this first before I set the clock? So both of these, I think, were my choice, which kind of sucks that I have to put him, pin them against each other. But the I'm going to go Jigsaw in this aspect because Jigsaw would obviously see kind of what Norman's doing and I would give reason for Jigsaw to be doing what he's doing. Um, and I would think it would be a pretty screwed up trap in the sense of he would use his mother against him basically, or he'd have to do something to quote unquote save his mother. Um, so yeah, I think I would go Jigsaw in this aspect because he's pretty sneaky in how he does everything. And Norman only stays in the house, so Jigsaw can find him pretty easily. Jigsaw's not ever going to go to the hotel because he has no reason to. So there's no reason for Norman to kill him. So, yeah. It's very interesting you say
0: that because I feel like Jigsaw never kills somebody unless there was a reason to kill him in the first place. And Norman is a murderer and has definitely killed multiple people people so I feel like he would be a perfect candidate to end up in one of Jigsaw's traps
2: so my first thing I think isn't Jigsaw he uses people that he feels like don't believe they're living their life out the right way something like that where he wants them to appreciate the life they have I don't really know if Norman would fit that because he's not like that saying to begin with but also it sort of feels like if jigsaw can't go into the hotel and norman wouldn't leave the hotel maybe jigsaw would use norman as a trap for them like he would send people into the hotel and then he doesn't have to do anything and he'd still win
1: see i would just think jigsaw would use the hotel for the place of the trap because It has his mother kind of all around it. His mother is actually basically there. So Norman is already set in his own trap, basically, if Jigsaw wants to use it. I don't know what the trap would be. I think it'd be something very different than what we've ever seen.
3: See, I totally agree. I think Jigsaw is like the the mastermind behind everything, whereas he would manipulate, you know, Norman Bates to do whatever.
0: It's very interesting because like Allison said, Norman Bates isn't living his life as he should. He's living his life through his mother who he murdered. So yeah, I mean, irregardless of whether we can debate what kind of trap Norman would be in all day long. But do you think that Norman has the will to survive in order to
1: escape a jigsaw trap? Absolutely not. I don't think Norman cares to live. I think he's just doing it because his mother's basically forcing him to in his mind. Also, Norman's a very sloppy killer and has really no plan into how he kills people, which is why I think he would fall perfectly into Jigsaw's trap. Okay.
0: Okay, work. Well, I think we've given argument as... Norman, yes, would end up in one of Jigsaw's traps and no, would not survive one of Jigsaw's traps. But in our last minute, just to play devil's advocate, advocate here, do we think Norman with the knife, with the psychotic nature that he has, could potentially one up John Kramer without a trap?
2: So a lot of Jigsaw stuff is premeditated. Like, he has to plan it in advance. So I think if maybe he wasn't going into this hotel thinking, I'm going to set him up and kill him, that Norman could definitely beat him. Because isn't it, like, usually the old man or it's Amanda who is not very bright. So, like, they could easily – Norman would beat them if they weren't trying to set up a trap.
1: I know we're at the end of this. But you do bring up an interesting thing that I was going to bring up. Is a Jigsaw we're talking about John Kramer or are we talking about Amanda or the detective or his wife or the first survivor? It depends on which Jigsaw we're talking about. I think that would change this a lot.
0: Um, Well, you've made this very difficult for me. Um, In my mind, when I think of Jigsaw, I do think of John Kramer and not Amanda or Gordon or um, Hoffman or any of the others. So having said that, I don't think Norman would survive a trap of John Kramer's. Um, So I'm going to go ahead and give this to Jigsaw. That means our next match um, is ridiculous. But we're going to go ahead and move on to a different one. And it's going to be Jason Voorhees from the Friday the 13th franchise versus... The family from The Tethered from Jordan Peele's Us. So I'm going to go ahead and start the clock. Who would like to speak first? Allison, okay, I'm going to give it to you.
2: So I guess my first question is, is it Jason's Tethered or is it just Adelaide's family? Because that changes things.
1: Adelaide's family.
2: I got to think. you guys. Go first.
1: So (laughs) this is a very random setup. Um. I personally... I guess my question is which Jason are we going after? Are we going Jason pre-death or post-death? Zombie Jason. Oh, then Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees is definitely going to win this. Because the Tethered are once again kind of similar to Norman in the fact that they're very sloppy killers and don't always have a plan. Except for like Red. Red's the most one that has a plan for everything going. But like... Abraham just kind of goes along with it. Uh, Pluto doesn't really do much. Um, And then uh, what was the last one? Ombre. Ombre. Now, Jason does move fast, but Ombre moves faster. So Ombre, I think, could be the one that could possibly go up against Jason because she's small, so she could get up on him and kind of... I don't know. It's four people against one, but I think Jason...
2: So the benefit that red has is she's the only one that's like an actual person and not a tethered. So she could maybe outsmart Jason, but the rather of them, the rest of them are all tethered. So there's not a whole lot of thought I think that they go through, Uh, but Jason's undead and giant and really hard to kill. So I think he could definitely win. They're not really like they're nimble. They could run around him, but he, he has a machete like that's it.
1: I mean, I think the thing that the Tethered have going for them is they could always just kind of overtake Jason and put him on a boat um, and then kind of do what they do in the movies and chain him to the bottom of the lake and just be done with them.
2: But also the Tethered's main thing is their fear factor. And I don't think they'd really scare Jason because they're not him. Like if it was the mom, maybe, but they're just some random people in a
3: red jumpsuit. But once again, it's Jason. And how many times has he come back from whatever they've done to it and also you're right the tethered are very sloppy in their kills whereas jason is just matter of fact he knows what he's doing he goes in it does it and leaves but do you
0: think red is because jason always seems to be defeated by a final girl in friday the 13th do we think red is a worthy final girl for jason
2: So the way I see that playing out is the rest of the family would lose. But I think Red could easily beat Jason if she does get thrown into the final girl aspect because it's very much her. And the only reason she lost in us was because of her tethered overpowering her.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it'd be something like... Ombre would probably the fir- be the first one they'd kind of send out against him because she could kind of climb him and get on back of him. Plu would prob- Pluto would probably set him on fire just to slow him down a little bit. Abraham is big enough and strong enough to take him in hand-in-hand combat. And if Red kind of set back enough for them to kind of uh, bring down Jason's stamina a little bit and everything, I think Red could end up becoming the killer blow for Jason in that specific movie.
3: But like Allison said, her tethered aspect is her downfall. Do you think that wouldn't, you know, become a downfall and Jason would overpower her?
1: See, I think her not being a tethered is exactly what gives her her strength is that she's, she's now human. She's probably seen his tethered. So she knows his fighting style and everything probably has learned a lot about him and yeah, honestly, at the end of this, I might switch over to the Titan family.
2: Look, Red is a girl that sat there for like 30 years and planned the perfect ending for the entire world. And she holds personal vendettas. I think she could easily win and she knows how to do it before anyone else does.
0: Well, I will say this turned out a lot differently than I thought it would. Um, I really thought Jason was going to, oh, Jesus, was going to take it. Um... But I think we have to give it to the Tethered family just because I think Red is a worthy opponent of Jason. So we're going to give it to the tethered. the tethered. Sorry, I'm writing this down in my bracket that I have physically made. Sneak peek on our Twitter at Pod. So the next match is actually pretty. Two characters that seem similar on paper, but I actually, well, I don't know. They're similar, but yet so different. One is Pennywise from Stephen King's It versus the killer clowns from outer space. <laughs> Two um, interdimensional clown aliens against each other and just to set some boundaries here i think we need to only include like the three main clowns like bembo is that his name no, jumbo no. jumbo spike. um spike <laughs> and, and the the one who punches the guy's head off shorty. shorty so we'll include those three versus pennywise the dancing clown who wants to start Allison, okay, I'm starting the clock now.
2: Well, first I want to say, I wanted to see the clowns versus the tethered, and I think that should be a little bonus argument for us because that would be wild. Um, But Pennywise's whole thing is that he feeds off fear, and that's what makes him powerful, and I don't think the killer clowns would give a shit. I think they would just be sitting there, like, ready to kill him. However, if he turned into clownzilla, they were a little wary of him, so maybe that would make them hesitate but they also just wouldn't fight him. They would just let him do whatever. So I think the killer clowns would win. They're a lot more creative. They're not children from what I've seen, and Pennywise only goes after kids because they have the strongest fear. So he would starve to death so quickly.
1: So I definitely don't have a dog in this fight because I'm not a huge fan of really either of them, but I think I might go Pennywise. Even though he feeds off fear, he can always feed off fear from kids around the town. And if he's fighting the clowns, All he really has to do is get him in his grasp for just enough to show the uh, floating lights. And then they're his, they're gone. Like they're up and floating. You don't have to worry about them at that point, but it's just getting a grasp on them. And I think the clowns are slow enough and Pennywise is quick enough that that might be able to happen.
2: We've also seen though, that these clowns can like teleport. They can fly, they can jump really high. They have a lot more power than you'd think they'd have. And Pennywise got defeated by like five little kids. So I think five interdimensional space clowns could totally get him.
1: But I don't think any of the killer clown's weapons would have an effect on Pennywise because uh, none of the actual physical objects that the kids threw at him had much of effect. It was mostly just them losing fear. But as I said, he can always get the fear off the kids in the town, not necessarily off the killer clowns.
2: But then we're not talking about a fight between Pennywise and the killer clowns. Then we're talking Pennywise versus little kids versus the killer clowns. So that's different.
3: So I don't have a dog in for this fight either. But who, when you're a kid, you know, everybody loves a clown. So they're not going to be afraid of those clowns. So Pennywise could not feed off their fear. And also, do you think Pennywise is going to be able to break out of the, um, the cotton candy cocoon
1: okay but also pennywise turned into a big ass spider thing so i think just to break out the cotton candy cocoon all he has to do is basically go into his spider form and then it's all odds are off
2: chris has a good point though like the one girl at the big top circus burgers was trying to befriend jumbo she wasn't scared of him stop laughing at me i love this movie um So I think Pennywise would lose the fear aspect because any kids they go after are going to think they're like, Oh, fun little clowns. So then he won't have enough power to turn into a spider to blow up. It's not the cotton candy cocoon because he'd get melted at that point. But if he was in like the balloons, he can't pop it because he can't turn into a spider.
0: But who's to say that Pennywise has to take the form of a clown? like? do you think that there's something that the killer clowns are afraid of that Pennywise could take the form
1: of? So in this aspect, are we talking about it or are we talking about Pennywise? Because I think that kind of changes the fight here.
2: Yeah, if we're talking about Pennywise. That is specifically the dancing clown, but it is any form of whatever space god being it is.
3: And also killer clowns are just no nonsense. Like the scene where Shorty rides up on the motorcycle and the guy's like oh it's a little clown or whatever and then he ends up knocking his head off but as
1: allison said they are kind of afraid of something we've seen them kind of afraid of clownzilla so who's to say there is a fear that it can change into to at least get them so that they see the floating lights
2: I also said, though, I don't think they're afraid of Clownzilla. I think they just let him do his thing because he's very big and he might step on them and that's not fun. But also, I think Pennywise is homophobic and I don't think the Killer Clowns would stand for that. So they would win just out of spite.
1: That is a conversation we'll get into at a later date (laughs) because that's an interesting take, but I see where you're coming from. Anyhow, so we got Allison for Killer Clowns, Chris for Killer Clowns, and I am for it. So... I'm a little torn here,
0: because I don't like either of these two characters, actually. Um, But I think I'm going to give this to the killer clowns, just because I don't think they have any reason or morals or fears or anything like that. I think that Pennywise would just be kind of powerless against the killer clowns from outer space.
2: And with that, we get one step closer to the Tethered versus the Killer Clowns. (laughs) My evil scheme is working. Okay.
0: So now we have our two Halloween boys. Sam from Trick or Treat versus Michael Myers from the Halloween franchise. Who wants to talk first? Okay, Allison again. Okay, starting the time now.
2: Without a question, Sam's winning. I mean, Michael Myers breaks a lot of rules of Halloween. He's scaring trick-or-treaters. He's just murdering everyone for no reason, which when Wilkins did that, he got eaten by hot werewolves. So I think Sam would consider that like a Halloween sin and kill Michael Myers, or at least have someone do it for him. Like something would go against Michael in that instance. Maybe it's Laurie.
1: So, I love both of these characters. But, I don't think Michael's fully not following the rules to Halloween. Because, as we've seen, he loves uh, carving pumpkins. (laughs) Probably into heads, but he likes to do it. So, he never blows out the light too early. Um, He's in his costume. He's wearing a costume. I don't know whether the rules there were. Yeah, he never eats candy, so he never has to check his candy. So... Yeah, I'm going to go Michael on this. Also, Michael has an unrealistic uh, pain tolerance, (laughs) so nothing hurts him. So I feel like Sam doing almost anything to him is not going to do anything because Michael could also just grab Sam's head and just kind of like crush it
2: okay so sam is immortal and he's just the spirit of halloween he's not like a he's a physical embodiment of that he's not a real person however the biggest rule of halloween is to respect the dead and michael myers did not do that because he stole judith myers as a headstone and put it on a bed and then made fun of all of them so he's not respecting the dead he deserves to get got
1: see I beg to differ because he put the beds in the bed all comfy and nice. Um, set them up in the closet really nice. Uh, yeah, no, I thought he did great. He decorated for Halloween by putting her to like fall out and do a scream. I think Michael is just all about the season is very respectful to the bed.
3: See, Michael is my ride or die. So I have a special connection with him. So... <laughs> actually see michael's just trying to get revenge because he was disrespected but you know what all that matters is no matter how fast you run michael walks faster i think the only person in the halloween series that's
1: disrespecting halloween would be judy greer's character because she's wearing christmas sweaters all the time and doesn't decorate for halloween and doesn't go trick-or-treating and all that So I think Sam would probably kill her, but definitely not Michael. Well,
2: then in that case, it's not really like them fighting. They're just going to team up to beat the shit out of everyone else because she does get killed, doesn't she? The one that just wears Christmas sweaters. I've seen one movie. I've seen two. I've seen Halloween 4 in the original. So
1: I hope that wasn't a spoiler for the next movie. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, she does not die. She does not die. She actually is one of the people that ends up helping Lori get the upper hand. So.
2: then I'm on team Michael and Sam. They should kill her. They're both going to win.
1: But do
0: we think Michael is susceptible to Sam's
1: paranormal, otherworldly influence? Absolutely not. Michael has one thing that he goes after and that's all he cares about. He does not get distracted. He does not care about anything. He got ran over by a car and still woke up perfectly fine. He's... Been burnt in a house, woke up perfectly fine. If we're going off the original series, he's paranormal himself. So, like, yeah, no, I think Michael's got this.
2: Well, if he respects Halloween as much as you say he does, then why would he go after the spirit of Halloween? Because that's disrespecting Halloween. But also, Sam is immortal. He gets shot, he gets parts of him ripped off, and he just comes back together. And every year after Halloween, he disappears and then regrows out of the pumpkin patch. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean it's true i guess but all michael has to do to end him in that moment is crush his head which we know michael can do because he's crushed heads before and almost crushed Lori's head he could probably carve sam a new face if he really wanted to so and i don't think michael is disrespecting he's always worn a costume when he's killed so like i think he's definitely in theme for halloween
2: I said if he kills the spirit of halloween that would disrespect halloween because he's literally the mascot of it so yeah
1: i don't think michael would care i think michael would just become the spirit of halloween basically because <laughs> i don't know i don't think michael would care about killing the spirit he's just there to kill
0: time's up oh, what are we arguing for then? <laughs> so um this one's hard i feel like we all had very strong thoughts either way on this um but i will say i've always been a michael's stand, so i'm gonna go with michael on this um uh, alison's yeah, shaking her head that. as if she didn't root for michael at one point during <laughs> <laughs> this uh this bracket for even the briefest moment for, what? for michael. I hate michael but she said oh, like i gosh. can see michael winning it at one point We'll roll back the tape if we have to. We'll edit it in. Chris, take a note. Yeah, yes. Noted. Okay. So <laughs> the next one is kind of funny um, because it adds the one that I, I didn't tell you guys which character I was adding, um, but this one's really funny and I'm kind of excited to hear what you guys think about it because it's Jennifer Check from Jennifer's Body versus the Predator from Predator. Who wants to start? Okay, Bryce will start. And I'm starting the timer now.
1: Oh, uh, boy. Um, so, this is hard. Because the Predator is actually has a lot of high-tech things going for him. But Jennifer is literally a demon and can kind of do whatever. And also... I feel like I'd be going against my gay heritage by going against Jennifer. So I can go Jennifer because I feel like even if the predator like disguised himself or uh, did, went invisible, I feel like she could probably still sense him around her. Um, and all she would have to really do is just unhinge or she could probably weirdly seduce him. I'm sure like she can change her form. I think so. She could probably change into like a a lady predator and like, Seduce him and then unhinge her jaw.
2: I mean, if Je- uh, if the predator's a teenage boy, we wouldn't know because we don't know their ages. Jennifer's got this in the bag. That's her whole thing. Uh, but also, I don't really know what the predator can do. I don't know if it can sense Jennifer. Can it see, or does it just see like based on heat? I don't know.
0: The predator, at least in the Predator movies, is is the top, like top of the food chain, and they hunt for sport.
2: Yeah, but how does the quote go? Hell is a teenage girl. I don't think he's prepared for anything Jennifer's got going for him. I think I would be surprised if I came to an alien planet and this tiny little cheerleader like beat the shit out of me.
3: You're right. This is this is a tough one because, yeah, the Predator King, he can go invisible, but if she's a demon, can she see him? Can she not? He does have all the high-tech gadgets, but once again, are they going to affect her at all also as
1: far as we know the predator is a male which is exactly what jennifer goes after mm-hmm. so it seems like we're caught up
0: on whether or not the predator is able to be seduced by the demon that resides in jennifer do we think that because the predator in those movies has never shown anything like that do we think the predator is susceptible of being seduced and feeling those kinds of emotion
2: well, the one thing I will say is if Jennifer is not well-fed, she's not going to win either way. Like She didn't win against Needy because she couldn't use her powers because she was dying. So if she isn't well-fed to begin with, she's not going to be able to do anything to the Predator whether or not he can be seduced.
1: And as to do with emotions, if I remember correctly with Alien versus Predator, he kind of protects the humans from the aliens. I don't know if it's necessarily about emotion, but he might kind of respect the humans in an aspect enough to protect them so it could be almost like a Predator protecting the humans from Jennifer which causes a thing
0: another quandary I want to pose to you in the movies Predator does not kill anybody who is not a worthy opponent to Predator like if he senses illness he won't kill that person do we think that jennifer possessed by the succubi would be considered somebody who's sick and doesn't have like a part to play because she's been possessed
2: do they ever answer if jennifer is like dead if it's just using her body or is she just kind of like a second person in her body while the succubus is there because if she's dead i think the predator would easily kill her because the demon would be a threat but if she's not then maybe it wouldn't attack her. Maybe he would try to save her?
1: Yeah, it's been a while since I've seen Jennifer's body. But if I remember correctly, some pretty crap shit happens to her to for the demon to possess. So I think the predator was seeing seen all the trauma that happened to her because I think the demon would be able to hide it enough. So I think she'd have that over him. And then all she has to do is really tear off his armor and go to town.
3: But like you said, he protects the human, So I think he would see her as a human and the succubus attacking her and then try to protect her.
2: Or does the predator have a moral compass and one human being attacked by the succubus isn't worth saving over all of the humans he could save?
1: I mean, now all I want to see is an exorcist where the predator tries to <laughs> get the demon out of Jennifer.
0: All very valid arguments, but yes, I would love to see an exorcist part four, Predator versus Jennifer Check. <laughs> um, I don't know what this one's really hard, even for me, because I feel like we gave really valid arguments for the both of them. But I always really did love Jennifer's body, so I think I'm going to go with Jennifer Check. <laughs> Um, As the winner over the Predator Which I feel like is a very That's a very hot take (laughs) Yes (laughs) we said queer rights With that one Although I could see Predator as like a dom top Like alien daddy Okay (laughs) I guess guess we won't get into that That's another episode Um, Okay so the next one is I can see A very clear winner in this next one But I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say It is Leatherface from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre versus The Thing from The Thing. So, who would like to start? Okay, Bryce. Bryce
1: Starting the timer now. So, I know that you think the clear winner is The Thing. But, Leatherface has my entire heart, my soul, my everything. I think, Especially with Leatherface, that he'd be able to, because the thing is gonna take control of kind of whatever is most innocent and close to you to kind of get into you. I think Leatherface would notice if like his dad or his brother was a little off. Also, I think once Leatherface found out there was an alien, like nobody's surviving. He's just gonna kill everyone just to get over with it.
2: I don't know if we ever found out if there's a way to kill the thing. Because if there isn't, that would be tough. I think that Leatherface would definitely be able to tell when something was off with his family. I also think he does what they say because they're alive and he wouldn't want to kill them. But if it came to needing to kill them to figure out which one's the alien, I don't think he'd hesitate. I think he'd get rid of all of them.
1: Yeah, because Leatherface, how I take it, uh, only kills... The people because they've kind of come into his house, seen everything, and if they got away, then shit hits a fan, and his dad's gonna beat him. So, I think as soon as he saw like this thing was in, like it, it's kind of like when you give a dog a scent, Leatherface is just gonna go after it, and he's not going to stop till it's dead, even if that means ending himself or hurting himself.
2: Then again, it only has to trick him for long enough to kill him so if it only took like 30 seconds to trick him that it was like his dad or something it could get in there long enough to kill him and then peace out
1: also can we talk about how the thing doesn't like heat so either this is taking place in the cold with leatherface who's probably not going to care about the cold or this is taking place in texas in the middle of summer where the thing is not going to be able to survive
2: I mean, Leatherface lives in Texas year-round. It snows over there. It could be cold. They could have a a winter episode of the thing.
1: Yeah, but he lives in a house which is going to be heated. And also, Texas Chainsaw takes place in midsummer. So,
0: I do want to pose, though, that they never explicitly said, yes, the thing gets killed with fire, but they never said that it can't survive in, like, texas or florida heat they said it could take over the world and like what was it like three years or something like it could take over the entire world and there's all kinds of different climates around the world just because it was discovered in antarctica doesn't mean it can only survive in antarctica
3: well bryce you've pretty much said everything because yes leatherface he they come onto his you know family's property and he is there to protect his family so he thinks they're a threat so yes i think if he sees his family's off he's gonna know you know something's not right and be no nonsense and kill everybody
2: okay so i've got two things here uh so the first one is The thing was able to outsmart a bunch of scientists in the Antarctic Circle. So maybe he can outsmart Leatherface. But also, do we think that Leatherface would win a game of Among Us? Because I don't think he would.
1: (laughs) I definitely think he would. Because he would just kill everyone (laughs) until, like, they were all gone. But in the aspect of it fooling scientists, I think it fooled scientists because the scientists were trying to find a scientific reason for it and try to find a almost like a scientific method of finding it out. Whereas Leatherface, from what we've seen, I would be pretty confident in saying that he's pretty mentally uh, disabled. So I don't think he would care as to what it is. He would just know kind of what it is and just, kind of go after it also there's not many things for the thing to possess near his house except for his brother his grandpa i guess but (laughs) grandpa's gonna be easy
0: i might have to give us more time on this one because i i I personally have thoughts so hold on i'm gonna stop our timer i'm gonna give ourselves two extra minutes because i think we all have a lot to say on this But I want to pose a question real quick. Do we think that Leatherface has a chance against the alien's final form, which we might not have haven't seen yet? Like this alien took out an entire Antarctic research base and we don't even know what the thing is able to do in the long run.
1: I mean... With the final form we have seen, it's a lot of things that it's taken over and kind of put together. So I think if we're going in the aspect of it's in Texas, there's not much the thing can really take over except for three people. So it can't get too big. If it's in Antarctica, I mean, still, the way Leatherface kills people is much like a pig. And he also just kind of chops off limbs and puts it down basically to be cooked with meat so it would literally like yeah it's head could be de- decapitated and it could still move but like leatherface is just gonna bring it down to bits
2: for your consideration uh the thing turns into a final girl we also know in texas chainsaw 2 leatherface is a big hopeless romantic so either he ends up trying to date the thing or the thing escapes and or kills him so i think in texas the thing would win and if leatherface did decide to take a wild like spring break trip to antarctica i think the thing would still win because it's really freaking cold
1: but the thing from what we've seen reacts to heat and chainsaw puts off a very valid <laughs> amount of heat so all i would have to do is turn on his chainsaw and kind of put it near.
2: So are you telling me that the heat from a chainsaw is equivalent to blowing up an entire Antarctic base? Because blowing it up didn't even kill the alien, so...
1: No, because don't they put the blood in a Petri dish and then put a flame toward it? So it would at least tell who the thing was.
2: Yeah, but when they do that, it just makes it mad.
0: No, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) We could literally be here all night talking about the thing versus Leatherface, and I just don't know if I have time for it anymore. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess each of the three of you just go around real quick and give me a one sentence answer of why you think one should win over the other. One sentence. The
1: thing only wins by keeping in disguise and mutating. Leatherface doesn't give a fuck.
2: Leatherface doesn't have the manpower to defeat an alien from outer space that can transform into anything at once.
3: Leatherface doesn't care if it's an alien, human, whatever. He's going to kill it regardless. I don't know what to
0: do. because le- Listen, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror movie of all time. The thing I liked, I mean, I forced you all to watch it that one night. <laughs> Um, so I guess <laughs> I'm gonna coin toss this at this point. I'm gonna leave it up to fate to oh decide.
2: Coin
0: toss. And... Oh nope. Coin toss. Okay. So somebody give me heads or tails. First one to answer gets. Hold on. Idea. Um. Leatherface's tails. Leather faces, tails... Predator is heads. Predator. Or not the predator. Thing. The thing. Leatherface is tails. The thing is heads. Okay. So we're flipping it. I'm going to put it here so nobody suspects any any debauchery. It's flipping. It's tails. So Leatherface wins. We left it up to fate so nobody can say anything. Because I really did not know what to do there. Okay. So, Shit. our last match of the f- the first heat is Ghostface from Scream versus David from Reflections of Fear podcast. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. It's David from the Lost Boys. Actually- and who wants to start? <laughs> oh my okay, Chris will start.
3: And your five minutes it. starts now. Okay, it, this is tough because I love... Both movies, um, Ghostface—they're just kids in a costume, you know. I mean, what else can you say? Whereas Davidson, a vampire, he can you know, you know change into you know a vampire at night and like haunt the boardwalk. Whereas during the day, he's normal.
2: This one's tough uh, because they're both pretty evenly tough. matched. They're both—I mean, all of them, I guess—because there's multiple Ghostfaces are very manipulative and very gay so that's all i got for them um david can only really fight at night but ghostface only really attacks at night so there's that and the ghostface killer is pretty decent but when it gets to the kids behind the masks i don't know how they do it they'd have to pick really stupid people so i think maybe david would win just because he's a little bit smarter and he probably graduated high school. Like he's a vampire. So he's probably a lot older than you think he is, even though he looks like he's like 16. So maybe him. I think he might win.
1: So it's been a while since I've seen the last boys. So I probably need to rewatch it. So I actually have a good argument here with ghost face. It is two people technically against one, but ghost face is very clumsy, but also they're, almost willing to do anything like they stab each other at the end just to make it work uh and one is even more willing to do crazy stuff than the other so but i mean all they would have to do with david is keep him busy till sunrise so it's not that hard for them to win uh they would just have to stop being so clumsy and actually plan something out for once
2: I think I might actually switch over to Ghostface because, I mean, they can keep him busy. I really forgot where I was going with that. (laughs) Oh, okay. So they can't kill separate vampires as easily. Like, Ghostface would have to take out, like, the leader of the vampire clan to get rid of all of them at once. Um... But they killed Marco pretty easily with the group, so they'd have to attack David during the day when he's not expecting it. But would he be there? Because I think he was hidden when the kid showed up to kill him. So,
1: But all they have to do is... Sorry, I can't remember the names. They ha- would have to bring up Matthew Lillard's character, send him in to be like... A, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of the word. Basically send him in for slaughter so then they could sneak up behind him with sunlight or uh steak just to stab it through his heart
2: they are both horror movie buffs so i think that billions too would have watched plenty of vampire films in their time uh we also got david who's kind of entitled and he lives in california so i don't really think he knows everything i don't remember are they all from california they're all from california they're all entitled um so forget that one i guess But yeah, I think that Billy would have no issue sending Stu in to die. And then when Stu's like, wow, we're best buds, this is just what buddies do. And he's dying because he's getting eaten. Billy would just walk in and stab David and place a little phone there.
0: But I think that argument hinders on it being Billy and Stu. But what if it was Mrs. Loomis and Mickey or Roman or Jill and Charlie?
2: I mean, the last time we asked this question, you picked a specific one. So it's not really fair to add on different ones at this point, because we have forty seconds left to answer that question.
0: Okay, T, I guess that's just William Still. But
3: well, when it comes down to it, David's not even the leader. He's not the head vampire. It's Diane Weiss's boyfriend at the time. He's the true, you know, leader of the vampires.
1: Well, if you wanted to be a fight against the leader of the vampires, you should have said leader of the vampires. Wow.
3: All
2: I will say is that David was easily beat by a bunch of, like, 12-year-olds, so I think some idiots in a dollar store costume could win easily.
0: Okay, well, we only have five seconds left, so I guess I'll go ahead and end it right there. Um, I think that's a pretty easy draw for Ghostface. I think we can all be in agreement with that. I mean, it's almost... Close to adult men, you know, versus in an immortal vampire, I guess. But he's easily foiled. And I just want to see Ghostface in that, like, sparkly black robe get the sparkly blood all over him. I think that would be kind of pretty. Okay, so we've got (laughs) Ghostface. So now we circle back to our second heat. And our first match of the second heat is... The Trilogy of Terror Doll versus Jigsaw. Anybody want to start?
1: I mean, I think this is kind of the same argument with Man and Jigsaw. Um, I feel like Jigsaw probably wouldn't be scared of the Trilogy of Terror Doll because he has Billy. He probably would have collected the Trilogy of Terror Doll. So once that gold chain kind of gets released and that doll is released, I don't think John Kramer is quick enough healthy enough or anything to get rid of the trilogy of Teradol.
2: This is one of those things where Kramer would have had to pre-plan everything in order to win because he is an old man that's very sick. So if the doll escaped, he'd be dead. It would bite his ankles pretty quick. But if he planned ahead and or used the doll in a trap, I think he'd win. I think he'd be able to catch it. But the the doll wins in this one.
1: I... Now I want someone to draw me the Trilogy of Terror Doll and the Saw Trap. Like the Bear Trap? That'd be very funny.
2: But also, is the Trilogy of Terror Doll smart enough to know that Billy the Puppet is not Jigsaw or would he try to bite the Puppet? Because if he bites the Puppet, he's just going to sit... Like, he's not going to do anything.
3: No, I think he knows that it's a Puppet. But w- once again, yeah, Jigsaw would have to plan all his traps and everything. And like we've discussed earlier, he uses... Other people, whereas the trilogy of Terror doll would he be able to use it? No, I don't think so.
1: Also, the trilogy of Terror doll goes off kind of no plan and is just a little psychopath. So I think that's where it would kind of throw Jigsaw off because I feel like Jigsaw is always like one step ahead of somebody, but you can't be one step ahead of a doll as soon as it like loses its gold chain.
2: I think maybe he should just buy this doll a new necklace and call it a day. But it also has no moral compass, so he can't really use anything against it. He doesn't have anything cool or trendy, like nothing to bring to the table that this doll cannot outsmart or eat its way out of. So, sorry, Kramer, you're dead.
0: I think that's it. Okay. Well, I don't want a future where we just chalk it up to the Trilogy of Terror doll doesn't have a conscious, it doesn't have a mind, and it's just going to bite your ankles until you submit. So like, I, I don't even know how to proceed here because I don't want the Trilogy of Terror Doll to just sweep it for having no moral compass. So in our last two minutes, if we can think of a reason in which John Kramer could win this, I would appreciate to hear your ideas.
1: I mean, the only thing I could see John Kramer going with is he lives in a warehouse. He has lots of traps. A lot of those traps have to do with a wood tripper. The doll's made from a wood wood tripper of wood. So all we have to do is get a hold of the doll long enough maybe to put the gold chain back on him and then throw him in the wood tripper.
2: I've got an even better one for you. We're going all the way back to the beginning. All he's going to do is lock the puppet in the bathroom. Like they did with the original Saw guy. And he said, Because if he doesn't open the door. He doesn't get possessed. And maybe the doll will just give up.
1: So as. Not to give the trilogy of terror doll more. As much as I agree with that. In the trilogy of terror movie. Karen Black does lock herself up. In a bathroom. To keep a door in between it. And the trilogy of terror doll. Literally jingles the lock. And gets the door open. So. And all it does is a sliding door, so it's not, I guess, (laughs) necessarily hard for the doll just to kind of, like, slide the door open.
2: You can lock a sliding door, and I don't think this doll can tear through that much metal. So I think John Kramer's going to lock him in a room and call it a day, because I'm sick of this damn doll.
0: At the end of the day, do we think that the Trilogy of Terror doll even has the awareness enough to escape a trap if it
1: found itself in one Honestly, yes, because it's smart enough to get shipped to someone who's gonna take the gold chain off and get through a bathroom door by itself, possess someone, call someone else to come over so that it can use the possessed body to kill that person. I think it's much smarter than probably it sounds.
2: Easy fix, we don't take the necklace off. Um, well
0: I don't know, like I'm afraid if we give the precedent to the doll of it has no consciousness, it doesn't care about what anybody thinks, it's just going to bite at your ankles to you submit, sets a very dangerous precedent going forward, personally. So, having said that, I'm just going to go ahead and give it to Jigsaw so we don't even have to deal with that, because... What what are you talking about? These are both your picks. (laughs) Are you telling me... oh yeah chris picked the I trilogy of terror doll. I, I okay i don't know i'm still gonna give it to jigsaw i think
2: listen if we pick this doll there will be no interesting conversations from this point forward we just spent over 10 minutes talking about how it does nothing but bite people
1: okay but i beg to differ because if the tethered wins the next fight then it's gonna be the trilogy of terror doll versus the tethered which i think would be a fun one because i think they're actually very similar but we don't know how We don't know how the next match is going to turn out, but it's either going to be against the Tether or the Killer Clowns, which Killer Clowns have a pretty easy way out of that. So, not saying we have to move along with it, but I think it could bring up some interesting fights. (laughs) Um, I'm going to give it
0: to, I don't know, what what do we think would be a funnier one going forward? (laughs) I guess I'll go ahead and give it to Jigsaw. The Libra has decided. Okay, so the next one are two groups of people that couldn't be any more different. It's the Tethered family from us versus the Killer Clowns from outer space.
1: So, I don't like Killer Clowns. (laughs) So, I'm going to go for the Tethered here. As much as the Killer Clowns have like the cotton candy cocoon and all that, it's once again... Uh, Umbre would be too fast for them to kind of put a cotton candy cocoon on, I think. So they might get Pluto. They might get Abraham. But see, we're going three clowns, which is like a small, medium, and large. And then we have Pluto, which is small, Umbre, which is medium. And then Abraham, which is large, plus Red, who's a kind of psychopath human now. So... I think the tethered could win this because they might some, I will say last time I said they were uh, sloppy, but I do find that red and her family are a little bit more coordinated in how they do everything because of how coordinated they become in front of the fireplace when they sit down. So they're kind of in it together. And as long as you could probably keep that communication between them, And their plan, I think they might be able to take out the killer clowns.
2: It took Red like decades to plan that one fight and she lost. So I think it would be harder with the killer clowns because they're so unpredictable. They have a lot of ways to fight. And it's not necessarily like each of them has their own thing because there's the popcorn and the cotton candy cocoons and the balloons and all the other stuff. The killer clowns are actually really coordinated because they have the scene where they have like the whole fire gag set up and she's jumping out the window. So I think they're more coordinated than the tethered are. And the tethered only really have Red as the leader. I think the clowns all bring something to the table. They all have interesting kills.
1: But as you said in the last argument, the clowns go based off of people like clowns. So that's kind of what helps them kind of do what they want because no one is afraid of the clowns because they just think they're harmless. Whereas I think the Tethered really wouldn't care because of it. So I don't know, I'm here with the Tethered. I think uh, Red could coordinate them enough. They could come up with a plan. Umbre could probably take Jumbo out pretty quickly because he's slower. The only one I think they'd have to probably be worried about is Shorty, I guess, because he could knock their block off. But I think Abraham could possibly go up against Shorty. That leaves Pluto with Spike, which you could possibly just burn down Spike.
2: So, the only way they found to kill the killer clowns is to pop their noses. And unless they can accidentally somehow figure that out, I don't think that the tethered would be able to beat them. And like I said, they are very unpredictable and they're hard to kill. So, I think Red wouldn't be able to like uh, improvise that fast to figure it out.
1: So, the tethered have knives with them, or not knives, scissors with them. And as we've seen at the very end, Red is pretty flexible in how she fights, how she reacts to things. She is kind of one step ahead of everybody. So all she'd have to kind of do is get them to outreach just enough and scissors go into that nose and they're gone.
2: But the tethered are also human, so they could just put them in cocoons and call it a night.
1: Are they human fully? We don't really get that explained all the way
2: even if they're clones red died because she got stabbed so and then the rest of them like abraham got chopped up by a boat motor i think umbra got hit by a car they're easy to kill
1: also even with the cotton candy cocoons red has shown she's more than willing to sacrifice her family to get the end that she needs so all she has to do is have them focus on getting the family and those scissors go into that nose it's really not that hard i mean She also uses more than just scissors. She uses the crowbar. She, not crowbar. I don't know what even considered that. Fire poker. Uh, So I don't know. I think,
3: I think the tethered might have it. I have to agree with Bryce on this one because, yeah, I think the whole family aspect, it's four on three, and each one of them would cancel each other out, leaving Red, who, sees what has happened with each one of them, and then she overtakes
0: everybody else. Okay, that's your time.
3: <laughs>
0: I'm not playing around with this five-minute timeline, <laughs> I y'all. <see> I <laughs> <second mark. laughs> Okay. So, I guess I'll go ahead and give this to the tethered. I feel like we're going from, like, somebody with a very structured plan to just absolute chaos. And... I don't know. I I agree. I think the tethered would eventually be able to figure out a way to take out the killer clowns. But can we imagine an alternate universe with killer clown tethered clones? <laughs> 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 okay, so now we have
1: Michael Myers versus Jennifer Check. Anybody? So this is an interesting one because both of them hate teenagers. <laughs> one's against teenage girls mostly and one's against teenage boys but i michael has never been really seduced he's not like jason in the fact that he's really been kind of screwed up emotionally or used that emotion or trauma that he's had against him so i think i'm gonna go michael on this one because jennifer still has kind of a connection and emotion to things that i think michael could possibly use against her also as soon as she would start to unhinge her jaw i feel like he'd grab a hold of both sides and just
2: snap it so i mean she is hard to kill because she is a demon but michael's one thing he hates is teenagers having sex and she's a sexy teenager so he would definitely be pissed off enough to want to kill her She's a demon, but he's also vaguely paranormal. I don't know if they explain or retcon that or whatever, but uh, I don't think Jennifer would have a lot to hold against him because she would just have to do it out of sheer physical strength, which I think he's stronger than she is.
1: Also, it's been shown that if you take Jennifer out of her plan, it kind of screws her up and she's not as good as she would. like. She has it very planned out. like You have to go into her trap, and once you're in your trap, she has you. But unless you fall into that trap, it kind of makes it hard for her to do anything. And I don't think Michael would ever fall in that trap. Michael's very pretty in a weird way. He's planned out and how he does his kills and how he wants it. Like he kills the gas station people before he goes in and kills his actual victims, so that no one can go get help. Really,
3: I agree. Michael, you know, is against people having sex, and I think she would try to seduce him. And he's not gonna have it at all. And yes, he's very task oriented. It's like, okay, I have to get, I have to kill this person just to get to this person. But he is very planned out in his uh, kills.
1: Also, Jennifer is not very physical. Jennifer is bringing you into a very—I uh, don't even know how to explain it—a mental way. She's also kind of stripping you from everything she's putting you in a very vulnerable state before she attacks and michael has no vulnerable state
2: i think a lot of where she gets her power from is the fact that they are vulnerable because that's how she feeds off of them so i think she would either get killed by michael or if that's not possible she would just starve from not having any way to feed her powers so that's all i got
0: Okay, well, I mean, we only have two minutes left, so we might as well call it there. Um, I think you've all given really good arguments for Michael, so I guess we'll go with him, even though we're letting queer icon Jennifer check perish in Michael's hands.
3: Womp, womp.
0: <laughs> Our next match is Leatherface versus Ghostface. <laughs> the match for the faces. <laughs> okay. Who would like to start? Okay, Allison. And your five minutes. Okay, Chris, your five minutes starts now.
3: I mean, pretty much it's going to be two, you know, ignorant teenagers against Leatherface. Whereas in all the movies we've seen, Leatherface kill teenagers. So I think it's going to be Leatherface hands down.
2: I hate all of you for not making the face-off of the decade joke here or some shit. Anyways, I don't have any thoughts yet.
1: (laughs) Wow. Um, I mean, I have to go Leatherface. He's my boy. Also, uh, as I said, Ghostface is very clumsy, and you cannot be clumsy with Leatherface because he's fast even for a fat boy. Um, And has multiple tools to be able to kill someone. And also, Billy and Stu would absolutely probably go into his house, and you're done if you go into Leatherface's house.
2: There's a lot of reasons Ghostface would lose here. Um, I mean, one, Leatherface doesn't have a cell phone. He wouldn't pick up the phone. He doesn't talk, so they can't really scare him into anything. Uh, They also, Ghostface, I mean, use very close distance weapons, because they use hunting knives and stuff like that. So the chainsaw could cut those i'm sure or at least get them from far away and they would trip over their stupid like dress and die so that one's pretty easy i feel like leatherface would easily win
0: okay but leatherface also always gets bested or at least in a few of the movies has always ended up bested by somebody else do we think that ghostface has the potential
1: to outsmart leatherface I mean, the only thing I think Ghostface has going for it is it's probably seen the Leatherface movies, so they know kind of how he acts. But I think they're too uncoordinated and too clumsy to best Leatherface to be on it. They can even best a teenage girl.
2: I mean, we all know Final Girls are the uh, ultimate losing thing here. I'm going to say that if they're fighting Leatherface, there aren't like Texas Chainsaw movies because that's just an unfair fight and wouldn't make sense because I think he'd be dead by then or at least caught by then. But Ghostface does not have the t- potential to be a final girl, so I don't think they could outsmart Leatherface. He's too street smart for them.
1: I mean, Leatherface is a final girl in my heart.
3: Once again, like I don't think Billy and Stu are smart enough to out to outwit Leatherface because Stu is just going to do you know whatever Billy tells him to because it's all peer pressure.
2: I don't necessarily think it's about smarts. I think Billy and Stu are plenty smart enough. I just think that Billy maybe has a dedication. Stu's just in it for a good time. This is like a typical Tuesday night for him. He's hanging out. He's killing some kids. If they went to Leatherface's house... He would have a lot more dedication than Billy. Like, Billy would just be annoyed. He's just your average white boy with a vendetta. But Leatherface is big and protecting his territory. So he'd he'd kill them.
1: And even if they both attacked at the same time, I think all it takes is Leatherface slamming a hammer into uh, Stu's head. And then it's all on Billy. But Billy's pretty fragile. <laughs> Not that strong, so.
0: Are we done? Yeah. Do we, yeah. We're all going with Leatherface here? Yes. Okay, well, I mean, I guess I'll go with Leatherface, even. I mean, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite movie, but I just love Ghostface so much. She's just cute. Okay, anyway. <laughs> um, so now we're in our third heat. And we have Jigsaw versus the Tethered family.
1: So the first thing I'm going to put out for this is that Jigsaw is doing, or at least John Kramer, is doing what he's doing to show people that they can live a new life. Which is basically exactly what the Tethered's plan to begin with was to live a new life so even if they were to be put in john kramer's traps i think they're coordinated enough and they listen to red and red is smart enough that she would be able to get them all out as long as they listen to her which of course they're going to listen to her
2: i don't think i'd say that their whole thing is teaching people to live a better life i think john kramer definitely wants to do that but The tether don't enjoy their lives to begin with, and they're trying to reclaim the lives they deserve. Um, I do agree, though. I think that Red would be smart enough to figure out how to get out of the trap, and she would think ahead. So if they went on without her, they'd lose. But if they listened to Red, it would be like in the Lego games where you have to find three friends and take them with you (laughs) (laughs) to solve a puzzle. That's how it's going to work out. That's how they beat Jigsaw
1: also the tethered have proved time and time again that pain tolerance is not a thing for them and that's what most of jigsaw's traps are are people not willing to do what they want because of the pain it causes and i think they wouldn't really care all that much
3: yeah i totally agree as far as pain tolerance they don't care and once again red would see say one of them gets in a trap she's gonna be smart enough to be like okay I see what's going on here. I can figure this out.
2: And if it really came down to them having to sacrifice each other for the sake of winning the game, I think they would do it because it shows in the movie. They don't really care about each other. Like they only got married because they were literally forced to. They only had kids because they had to. They only stick together because they can't go anywhere else. So if they had to kill each other, I think they might do it willingly.
1: Yeah, I think I'm tethered on
0: this one. Well, I guess that means the tethered will be in our final match against either Michael Myers or Leatherface, which Thank I everybody. feel like this one is going to be a very spirited argument. Um, so I think we all have strong opinions on both of these guys. So I'm going to give it to Allison and your five minutes starts now.
2: You're giving me the mic first. Like, I'm not Leatherface above Michael Myers. Um, mm, This is hard. So, Leatherface is mortal. He would be a lot easier to kill than Michael Myers would. I think just by sheer power alone, Michael might be able to win. Because I don't know if you can chainsaw parts of him off and it'll stop him. He's been shot and stabbed and everything. And he just gets up and keeps going. So... Maybe he can regenerate parts. I have no idea. So, As much as I hate to say it, I think Leatherface is a better slasher, but I think that Michael Myers might be able to win this one.
1: So, (laughs) uh, these are two of my favorites. Um, And I think pre-HH and 26, you possibly could have gotten me on Michael's side. But I have become far too close with Leatherface to allow Michael to win this fight. Michael goes basically goes off sneaking around as much as possible. but Leatherface, like I said earlier, is like a dog once you get once they get the scent that I think he would know exactly where Michael is and he's gonna hunt down Michael till the very end. I mean Michael kind of does the same where he gets attached to one person will try and kill that person and will kill anyone that steps in his way. So in the, the s- they're both kind of in the same thing. I think Michael might have a more emotion in the fight than Leatherface would.
2: However, would there be a reason that Michael would go after Leatherface because his MO isn't really like guys protecting their territory. So I don't know if he'd ever go after him i think more people would have to be involved for this to be a big enough fight for michael but i think leatherface would enter it pretty easily
1: definitely i think michael would probably trespass and that would set off leatherface but leatherface isn't having sex he's not a teenager um he's kind of sticks by himself there's no reason for michael to ever come after him but even so if we're going off the base uh utilities that they typically use michael typically uses a knife and leatherface typically uses a chainsaw one's going to cut through your flesh much quicker and easier than the other and even if michael stabs leatherface the dude chainsaw hit his knee and still ran after a car so i don't think that's really going to stop leatherface
2: I'm going to give it to Chris, I promise. I um, no, Michael is has super strength, so regardless of whether or not he has the knife, he can still do a lot of damage to Leatherface. And they didn't make a Texas Chainsaw 3, so we don't know if Leatherface died in 2 or not from getting chainsawed, so it's tough. It could go either way.
3: I- I'm like you. I am torn between the two because I-, I like both of them almost equally, but it you- You know, Michael's my, my, my favorite. Uh, But yeah, Michael has no reason to go there in the first place. So it is very tough, but I think Michael does have the element of surprise that he would sneak up on Leatherface. And if you've seen in the latest movie, like even he doesn't always kill with a knife, like the guy he hung on the fence
1: But also in that aspect, Leatherface doesn't always kill with a chainsaw. He's killed with hammers. He's put people on uh, the pig hooks. Like He's kind of done everything. I mean, technically, all Leatherface has to do is put Michael on the pig hook and cut him into pieces.
0: I will say I'm torn on this one just because I think Leatherface has very obvious vulnerabilities versus Michael does not have any do we think leatherface has the capability to find a vulnerability of michaels and exploit it
1: i think leatherface might be smart enough to know why michael kills in the sense he could possibly set up a trap for michael because leatherface treats humans like animals So if you're going to try and get an animal, like a rabbit or something, you're going to want to put a trap. So if he could get the two teenagers, or even two dead teenagers that are looking like they're doing something, I think he might be able to lure Michael in enough for it. Um, But see, Michael still views people as humans.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. This one's hard for me. Um, I think Michael has shown no problem of treating people like animals. I mean, he's literally eaten animals in order to survive just off the street. But I'm going to, these are two of my favorites. And I really did like all the arguments. But ultimately, Michael Myers is described as a force of nature um, versus a senseless murderer. So I'm going to go with Michael here. <laughs> I'm sorry Bryce. Leather I mean Texas Chainsaw Massacre like I said it's my favorite but I don't I can't see a way that Leatherface is going to escape from Michael. Like I think Michael's just too powerful and smart to to get them overpowered. <laughs> so that leaves our final match of Michael Myers versus oh, the Tethered. And this is for the win. (laughs) Anybody want to start? I'll
1: go ahead and give the hot take of the group. Um, (laughs) uh, I've defended them basically since the beginning, and I'm going to defend them now. The tethered. There's four people against one man. Neither of them care, neither of them have pain tolerance. The only difference is it's an basically an army that red has that she can use for anything at any point against one man who's going to have to be somewhat smart about it but the way michael kills is by luring and being kind of in the dark about it whereas the tethered are not that way the tethered are more than willing to kill you in daylight and open for anything we'll stop at nothing i'm gonna go the tethered i think they're powerful enough enough to overtake him um outside of him being like paranormal which i think you almost have to take the paranormal aspect out of this to make this even a fair fight i think the tethered would win
2: chris is about to cry over here okay so obviously they're iconic slashers. They don't get killed because then how do you make a reboot? However, they are easily defeated, at least for one movie. And as we said before, Red has the potential to be both a very powerful antagonist and a very powerful final girl. So I think that even by herself, she could probably beat Michael Myers. But regardless of that, the tethered she has with her are strong enough to help to and I think they, they could find out his weaknesses. They could use something against him. It's not like they're a bunch of teenagers, so he's not really going to go after them for that. Chris is judging me. I'm scared. Um, not at all. No.
1: I think also with everything, the tethered almost make up one Michael, but they can be used all at once. Abraham has a strength. Umbre has his quickness. Pluto has his willingness to basically do anything, and Red has the coordination and the plans to do everything. So while Michael can only really use one of those at a time, the Tethered can use all four of those against him at once.
2: I think they're very equal people too, like Red and Michael both have to pre-plan a lot for everything. And I think the way that the Tethered fight as a unit, because they're very connected, but also separately would trip up Michael because You've got, like, all of this choreographed dancing and running and just brute force that I don't think he'd be able to combat himself. Like, he would be too overwhelmed with that. Let
1: the man speak. Also, it's been pretty known. It's been... um It's happened in multiple movies in which once michael starts to stumble it's kind of the beginning of his end once he stumbles he can't really get back onto his footing so all they would have to do is have red go up to him because red could pretty much move out of the way of his knife have abraham come in use brute force that's going to start causing michael to stumble so then umbra and pluto can come in kind of to help with the killing blow
3: No, no, y'all have given great points, and I totally respect that. You know, I'm always going to side with Michael no matter what because I think Michael would literally – he's smart enough to pick them off one by one, and it would end up being him and Red. And, yes, while she's quick enough, I think, you know, Michael's still in the end – you know, wins because, like Tommy said, you can't kill the boogeyman.
2: (laughs) He was like, I will add nothing to this conversation, but I'm going to win.
1: Also, I'm going to go off a child's belief in Michael that he's the boogeyman and not that Michael's an actual human that just is a psychopath.
2: Like I said, even if he's hard to kill, you don't have to kill him. You need to disable him long enough to win for that movie. So if there's like a Tethered versus Michael Myers part two, we'll see then. But I think the Tethered win for this point.
1: Also, the Tethered have proven that they're hard to kill as well because Ombre is still alive when she gets flung into a tree.
0: Okay. (sighs) I did not see the the um bracket turning out like this. Um, I had thoughts of who would take it to the end. I honestly thought it was gonna be between like Jason or Michael or Predator. And honestly, we almost ended with Michael taking it, but I think we have to give it to the Tethered, just because. I mean, yeah, Allison and Bryce are right. It's four people. Who together have all the capabilities of Michael versus Michael just being one person doing everything. And I don't think Michael could could last against Red's coordinated attacks at the very end after he already killed Abraham Ombre and Pluto, I'm assuming. So I guess that means the tethered <laughs> wins the horror. Flasher antagonist bracket. So, yay, the tethered. Congratulations.
1: Let me just say the tethered was Allison's pick, I think. And I think when we all heard the tethered, we were like, yeah, they're going to be out first round. So, the fact, the turn of the tide was Allison and David throwing in a wrench on my Jason Voorhees argument and i think without that michael probably would have won all this but the tethered really proved to be an iconic four oh (laughs) foursome
2: we could just say group we don't have to get weird i honestly picked the tethered as an impulse because i think it was packing my movies and us was like the top movie so i was like why not throw them in there and i felt myself getting booed off the stage when i picked it and i didn't think they'd win anything I just thought it'd be an interesting conversation. So I'm kind of proud of them because that movie doesn't make sense, but them as a family unit sure does. Yeah.
3: And like I said, Michael is my ride or die. It could be anybody against Michael and I'm always going to pick Michael.
1: So once this episode is aired and we've given it a couple of days on our Twitter, we are going to go ahead and place this bracket And we'll allow you guys to decide your own bracket of this because I'm actually curious to see what other people think of on this. And maybe after they've heard our arguments, maybe they'll have better arguments for someone who lost that's better than our argument.
0: Yeah, definitely try to change my mind. I am very susceptible to people's arguments. After all, I am a Libra. So <laughs> hit me with a good enough argument and it could completely change my opinion.
2: But also this episode was a lot more fun than I expected it to be and we'd love to do it again. So if you have anyone you're dying to hear us argue about, definitely get in contact with us and let us know who you want to see our next bracket we call it slashers but it's just any horror movie we've ever seen that someone dies in which is all of them except for poltergeist so let us know
1: i think we could consider this like horror icons a bracket of horror icons so i had a lot of fun thank you david this is super fun And kind of something unique, especially. I think all four of our episodes have been very unique and not the same so far.
2: My last request for the finale of this episode is I need to know David from Reflections of Fear podcast versus Ghostface. I need us to argue this one out.
0: Obviously me.
2: Come on
1: now. I actually probably would go with David because I feel like David might be able to seduce them enough. And out to outsmart them. Um, Yeah, no. (laughs) Genuinely would probably go with David. He's watched enough horror movies.
2: I think if Stu is definitely questioning which he is, David would easily win him over because he's a lot better than Billy. And then they would take down Billy together and become Ghostface. So David and Ghostface wins, but only if David is Ghostface.
1: Very Tommy Jarvis from Jason Voorhees. Okay. Want to argue anymore
3: no. so I agree. It's definitely Here the, the art of seduction. You well, thank you
0: guys for listening to the end of this bracket. It's been very fun. Like I said, I got this idea from um the Dead Meat YouTube channel, um, where they did March Madness episodes with slasher villains. So check them out. They have a huge YouTube empire. So you've probably heard of them if you're listening to this podcast.
1: All righty. Well, if you guys want to check us out and take place in our little Twitter bracket, you can follow us at, at @reflectfearpod reflect fear pod on Twitter and Instagram. We'll go ahead and put the bracket on both. Uh, if you want to go ahead and argue with me about some of my choices. My name is Bryce. You can find me at Doriety on Twitter.
2: My name's Allison. You can argue with me all you want. Uh, You can find me at Depths of Allison on Twitter.
0: (laughs) My name is David. You can find me on Twitter at Hot for Creature. That's H-O-T, the number four,
3: C-R-E-A-T-U-R-E, Hot for Creature. And as always, I'm Chris. You can find me on Twitter at BuckSawyer29. All right, as you know it, look underneath
1: your bed, check your closet, say our name three times.